Good afternoon. Hope you're good. Hope you can hear me. Usual paranoia. Who's the first to comment to tell me everything's okay and that you can hear me loud and clear because the signal looks fine and it's a Friday and you know what it's like. I usually get a bit of a burst of energy on a Friday and we uh, deliver a fast-paced show in which you can all get stuck in and involved. No guests today and it's a special day because it's the anniversary of MSK Reform. So I wanted to talk about MSK Reform as an organization but more importantly about MSK Reform as a movement for change in terms of how we can reform the game, how we can change the industry and talk about that. No, so it's not just about the, uh, not going to just talk about the organization that is MSKR, but also just to talk about whether there are areas in which we can raise standards and improve things. So if you can hear me okay, if you can get this and uh, everything's working all right and you're here to join in and tune in live um, as some of you do on a regular basis, then please do let me know that you can hear me loud and clear. You know, reassuring that is for me. But there's an event tonight. If you've missed out on tickets, you've missed out on tickets. Uh, that's all been logged in and, and, and plugged into the system. So if you've missed out, then uh, I'm afraid it's because you've missed out. So it's not that the link's not working because it's broken. It's because we've needed to register all the registrants onto the Therapy Live platform for the webinar for tonight that we've built out. And you will be receiving a link to how to access it. So if you've got a ticket, you'll be receiving a link. We will make sure that we make the video available to you, especially to members afterwards uh, but it, for the for the live event tonight then yes you are going to be uh you're going to have missed out thank you jimbo he's telling me that he can hear me fine which is good i don't know if that's a good thing for him he'd probably prefer not to but um yes we've uh, we've got the live event tonight that's quite exciting uh, but we've uh, plugged it all in unfortunately anna's missed out on tickets anna what are you doing sluggish Day of the event, trying to get a ticket. You're not going to have tickets on the doors for these events. We've got to plug into our fancy-ass system. So, yeah, we will make it available after the fact. But, um, yes, unfortunately, although you know, it's Anna, so maybe we can uh, see if we see what we can do, Anna. Drop Jim a message, see what he can do. Um, right, so, yes, what I'm keen to talk to you about is that today is a birthday event for MSK Reform. Now, my first question to you, I suppose, if you're watching on, have you heard of it? Have you heard of MSK Reform, MSKR as an organization? If so, what does it mean to you? Um, launched this time last year. So I think it was the 16th, uh, technically, but this is the, we wanted to do a Friday night, and so our birthday event is tonight. But essentially, it's a year since the inception of the grassroots MSK think tank, which is basically then a quite innovative organization, as a, set up as a non-profit, uh, following a project called the Big R's Project, which is between Physio Matters and Connect Health, in which we were trying to then talk about how we can raise standards. And we published a manifesto for reform, which is a, a lengthy document. There is a summary of it, which then pitched a set of policies as to what we feel would raise standards and we asked the question of the reader would if, in, if enacted would these policies constitute progress or regress would they move things forward in a positive way or would it be deleterious and we're asking that question throughout the document and we've had an overwhelming response um, over the course of time but particularly in those early months so if you think about launching uh, something in mid-october uh, you also think about, you know, I'm the director of the think tank alongside associate director Felicity, Th sorry, deputy director Felicity Thau, and then the associate directors where the, where the real brains of the organization are, which is across ex excellence, governance, evidence, influence, education. These are our, our main topics in which we've got associate directors heading up those teams. And 
we think about my personal context of, of then I went on paternity leave uh, December and January, well, mid-December to January when we had the twins. Uh, and then I came back to, uh, to try and hype things up and get things going for a, I would say like a project model or a business model, or it's a nonprofit uh, for MSKR, which was a distributed funding stream where we're going to partner up with organizations, be that universities or or uh, MSK providers of services that we were going to then work with them to reform their policies and change the game from the grassroots. Um, and that was going to be one thing we were going to then partner with them on. And um, then COVID. So you can imagine I wasn't long back at my desk uh, before COVID happened and that changed. Well, of course it changed everything, but it definitely changed what MSK I was planning to do. We were going to be ever present at all the conferences and events. We were going to do... Um, fringe events in the pub alongside conferences at the, the British Orthopaedics or the CSP uh, Physio UK type stuff is your first. We're going to be just an ever-present force as MSKR uh, trying to uh, move and agitate for positive policy. And so that's changed uh, because the uh, those events didn't happen. Now, what that also means is it brought brought our funding model you know basically con got completely disrupted we also didn't qualify for some of the grants because all the healthcare grants then went to you know covid in initiatives which i totally understand um and so but it also meant that our costs came down in that we weren't going to necessarily need to pay for stands and travel etc and so we're in a situation where looking on we're going to be able to instead of having a sort of centered activist membership in which you get uh, voting stakes was at the heart of it but also in involvement in the action groups to actually enact change and be involved in that way whilst that's going to central to the movement we're also able to lower the bar to entry so that we can have a more mass movement of membership we've got a lot of people that are sort of associated supporters of mskr in the thousands but we've got we're thinking maybe how we can integrate them as members and, and have a more involved membership. And so we've dropped the fee to £10 a month. Oh, sorry, £10 a month. No, it's not. £10 a year. Uh, so, it's, uh, so it's just £10 to join MSKR now for, from here on in. So uh, you heard it here first if it's not already news. But uh, essentially, it's only going to be £10 to be a MSKR member. And it's multi-professional and also anyone that's an interested party. So you've got patients, you've got carers, you've got business people that are associated to MSK. We're all involved in raising standards. And so there isn't a, it isn't a professional organization uh, in a sense that it's uh, a professional body. Uh, it's just about trying to raise MSK standards. Now, if you wonder on what we what do we stand for, then you've got some manifestos to to, to read. Interestingly as well, as of this evening, you've got a manifesto you can listen to. So we've produced the Manifesto for Reform as an audiobook. If you want to know more about the organization of MSKR, then obviously just put the website up on the chat function. So please do have a look at mskreform.org.uk and it should tell you everything you need to know. And uh, if, yeah, if you're like, what does MSKR stand for? We've been as explicit as we can with that in a manifesto for reform as well as a summary document. And then if you look on the news section on the website, it explains about the policy priorities that have been decided by the membership to then move forward with. Now, this is where it's been important to say that our plans have been so disrupted like everyone else's has um, for by COVID that driving for certain very specific governance changes in the way that... Um, professions are regulated or the MSK practice is regulated, you can imagine that we needed to put a pause on many of those sorts of things because you weren't going to be able to get meetings with the Healthcare Professions Council and you weren't going to be able to look at um, ways in which you can change structures because the structures have been disrupted by the whole COVID situation. And so we had to adapt and we had to adjust. But 
Um, very proud, and I'll speak tonight a little bit about what I'm proud of, what we've achieved this year, and how we've been able to adjust and adapt, and what our members have done, uh, both in and out of the organisation. Uh, I think we continue to punch above our weight in many ways, but particularly in the way in which we exert influence. And we do this process concept, and we call our events Thinking in Public. We are the ones that will bring things out of the closed doors, a bit from out from behind the closed doors, out from out of the shadows, and talk about it professionally about what we want to do and how we want to achieve it. And that's one of the things that uh, that um, MSKR seems to do very well. And so we're really proud of that work. A good example of it is a thinking in public stream at the Therapy Live conference. Where have you had? So these are sometimes seen as niche topics, right? Um, compared to clinical. CPD. How many people can you get together, any one place, be that per in person or virtually, to talk about the nitty gritty of how we can pro you know, progressively reform policy? Whereas a thinking in public stream, which is essentially a day long conference at Therapy Live, had um, just over two thousand delegates in the in the uh, and a days days of uh, a day long panel, sorry, a day long set of panel discussions talking about how we can do that incredibly rich information that came from that and we were able to do that in june at therapy live under mskr thinking in public stream and so things like that really do move the conversation on and i think that people sometimes underestimate that side of it right they there's there's you know I'm, I'm one that's often criticizing people for being all talk no action it's just that in this space there's lots of people that are sort of suggestively doing some of the maneuvering behind closed doors, but no one's appropriately consulting the industry. Who's consulting the clinicians? Who's getting, who's giving someone a place to sort of say, I'm, I'm concerned about the way in which things feel like they're going, not necessarily in written policy, but also in when it's enacted, this is what seems to happen. I'm noticing that there's a brain drain from my department. I'm noticing that I'm concerned about uh, people aspiring to roles that are away from the patient's best interest. Where do we get chance to do that? So MSKR has been able to sort of consult the industry by thinking in public on these matters, which is great. And there's also some more tangible things that we've done. I'll, I'll expand on this tonight. But essentially, we also were able to try and move quickly on what we call the Rehab Recruits campaign. When COVID hit and we were all expecting that there were going to be empty seats at, at everyone's table, essentially it was when the pandemic projections were such that it was it was far more both contagious and deadly than, than we've come to understand it now, whilst of course still serious, but at the time we were expecting that all, it was all hands on deck for healthcare professionals and that we we're going to have to really completely revamp and inf the infrastructure of the NHS even more so than we ended up having to do. But uh, what we did is we set up a very quick campaign in which we got thousands on upon thousands of rehab professionals to then declare their interest in supporting a rehab service or bolstering existing rehab services was the main idea uh, for for the nhs if it needed it and so we were able to then hand over thousands of uh, contact information details to nhs england who uh, we were hoping then could bolster their rehab services Obviously, I would then say it'd have been good a good thing if they'd have bloody done it. Um, you know, there's various different things, and I suppose I'll, I'll tell that story in a in a boring memoir one day. But essentially, they didn't take us up on that offer in part because they were busy trying to just um, deal with the the pressing issues of the first wave. So it was who's respiratory trained, who can operate a ventilator, who owns a stethoscope, and they were sort of looking at it like that, um, sort of uh, emergency planning, and then weren't as interested in that downstream effect and we were trying to get them to step back and say these patients need rehabbing and i was speaking not just at covid patients here it was these displaced patients 
patients with various different rehab needs, functional rehab needs from strokes to heart attacks to MSK patients that were doubling over with, with back problems that were otherwise not seeking care or not able to receive care. That was what rehab recruits was for, is if you bolster rehab services for COVID and non-COVID patients, you've got a set of healthcare professionals that will be able to do that work. And so across them, you know, thousands of people then submitted to that campaign. And I'm only sorry that that didn't happen, but it was a great example of what MSKR can do to move people quickly in a non-tribal fashion for what would have been the greater good and so yeah as i say it's interesting because we you know sort of very very new organization at that point we we certainly got the attention of some really high up uh, civil servants in the department of health that some of which were really in favor of it but yeah various different bureaucratic reasons as to why that didn't take place and also i would argue of course um although contentious and i know it's easy to say in hindsight but you know i just think that the, the current issues that we're facing uh, across the nhs now would have certainly been made easier if if would have been listened to a little bit more carefully or at least counted more appropriately you know that's one of the things if people disagree they need to disagree more clearly uh, what's what, what's been interesting not just about rehab recruits but some of the ideas that mskr poses is that it's not as if um it's not as if when they're not enacted by the powers that be that they that they give us a clear reason. You know, it's like this is why we disagree. You know, it's like they just either dismiss or or just try and pretend that those arguments don't exist. You know, that's one of the things. There's not it's not a very engaged space, which is what we need to keep pushing for. And that's why I always sort of say the distinction between MSK reform as an organisation and the act of reforming MSK, which is obviously a, a, a movement beyond any one organisation, is that you've. you've just getting some engagement from those that are anywhere near the levers of power is important. And we've got a great plan for that. But you can imagine that the plan that we were going to enact over the course of the, the 12 months that we've had has been so disrupted by many things. Not least as well, we've got, a, you know, it's a network of volunteers under a non-profit. And so let's not pretend as well that um that that's not going to make a difference is that when there's such a massive disruption not just to the health service but to everyone's livelihoods that people you know people like me my time needed to be spent trying to be entrepreneurial and, and, and diversifying our business um closing my clinic down and needing to um try and rescue the events game and conference game by launching things like therapy live as well as the ability at therapy live to then share the massive um, thinking in public stream for MSKR. So that took a lot of time. And the time I'm doing that, unplanned, is time that I would have otherwise potentially been able to volunteer some of my time into the nonprofit. So I'm not alone there. You know, the hundreds of people that have contributed to MSKR and the, the members and activists that work within it, they're how much time of the week can you afford MSKR at the time? You're going to get disrupted massively, including by, well, I, actually, where I might have been spending time working with MSKR on something, I'm instead homeschooling. Like, of course, there's, those are priorities, and, and that's why it was going to always shift. So we've had to adapt, which is uh, which is really important. Um, another thing that we've we've done um, with over the course of the over the course of the year is this this um, audio book that we've worked up, which. Getting our ideas out there is really important. When thousands and thousands of people that have downloaded the manifesto and sent feedback and then people joining as members, etc., is all well and good. But sometimes we want to improve accessibility and also people might want to listen to it as a refresher. So we got the um, we got the associate directors who were the authors of the, each of the chapters in the manifesto for reform to actually uh, add that uh, in, in a uh, in a brilliant, a brilliant piece. Um, I think. Uh, it's really interesting because you know it's you're just reading it and so it's kind of you don't get as much expression on but it was really good to have a, the authors which was which was really valuable um Gemma said well she first said happy birthday msk reform which is lovely of you thanks Gem. really appreciate that 
a change in direction, but such an important ongoing think tank to try and help reform MSK healthcare, which is important more than ever. Thinking in public, <laughs> of course, I agree. Um, thank you, Gemma, and and certainly, it really is like a time is now thing. It's cheesy, but we did say it as part of a sloganeering around MSKR and the big R's was, if not us, then what? In if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? It's like God, we said that then. Whereas now it really feels a bit existential. What's the existential? Yeah, existential crisis. Yeah, pretty pretty important right now. A question here from Kath Piper. Let me read it in full. Kath, can you explain to me the connection with Connect Health? I just wonder where the commercial arm fits in. Is it something that I? It, it's something that I can't find the answer to. This may not be the platform to ask on. No, it's a perfect platform to ask on, Kath. I mean, I read it first anyway, so yeah, good job that wasn't uh, something that showed me up. But no, we're, we're pretty open with stuff like this. Um, no, Connect Health and, and Choose Health, essentially, and because Physio Matters is part of Choose Health, we're two, two um, UK healthcare companies that started the agitation that was the Big R's movement. So we got people in a room and got people talking and said, and I called the original event Reasoning, Responsibility and Reform. And so us and Connect Health teamed up and put some money into a pot to then get a load of people in a room to sort of talk about those three things. And did, over the course of that and another event, did a reformative agenda emerge. And so we ran some events and we ran this in-person events at the time and a conference under the Big R's, which was a, this cooperative between Physio Matters, essentially, uh, which is still, you know, I'm mentioning as a, as a part of my company and Connect Health. Um, and then we got people talking. And then what we realized then is that it's better to uncouple it from those businesses, right? These are this, these are a set of ideas that better suited to a nonprofit. And so we incorporated MSK Reform, which operates um, as a company, uh, but not as a non not as a for-profit company. It's kind of like you would a golf club, essentially, or a football club. Well, golf club's a bad example because sometimes they're corporate, but like uh, you would have um, you've got members, it's a member organization. So it's a company limited by guarantee, basically, that operates as a non-profit, but not an overt charity. Um, and so MSK Reform stands on its own feet. And whilst I hope we still have the support generally of Connect, uh, but they don't they don't have any uh, influence on it uh, in, a, in a direct sense as a corporate. Similarly, it's funny, but, um, you know, my, my business um, isn't involved in MSK other than to support it where it can, you know, things like, you know, so I'm, I'm not going to pretend that there's an obvious and overt separation there but it's just that it stands on its own feet it's got its own bank account it's um, a company in its own right that is operating as a non-profit but its legacy is related to the two companies to coming together that supported it and we're massively in in debt to and grateful for in debt in a, in a figuratively uh, to connect health uh, and of course to, to my team for supporting that venture when it was the big r's but as msk reform whilst hopefully we we have the support um it's something that's now completely independent but the project emerged from it so yeah i hope that answers the question kath and i'd love your advice as to whether or not you feel that that sh is something that could be articulated better or where that would be better placed you know sometimes i take for granted people knowing some of that or having heard the right part of the right podcast or whatever that might have explained that well um so if you feel that that's something Something that could be better placed somewhere then let us know it doesn't have to be here but but uh, you know i'd always really value it because there's absolutely nothing um shadowy about it and we've been as clear as we can be we thought but clearly you know there's, there's always more we can clarify so i really appreciate that question uh, any other questions do keep, keep keep them coming in um i've got plenty to say on the matter um both now and tonight so uh um, but I really would appreciate any questions you have over about MSKR. I think one of the things that I've been guilty of in recent times is that I look on and I just think, and this is what I'm going to sort of summarize with tonight a little bit, is 
I can see such a such an incredibly important role for MSK reform, and I'd say that even if I was someone that if I was out of body experience and was to witness someone else being at the sort of helm of it. But when I look at the incredible amounts of talent and the commitment and the ideas that are in the manifesto and the way in which that we can act, enact them, and also I see the opposing forces sometimes not even engaging with the ideas in a in a proper way. Uh, people hoping that things will go away, thinking that you, you only have to change structure and you don't need to. Move people or you think that you just persuade individuals to change and you don't have to change the structure the level of analysis that i continue to see as being a failing for some of the people that are uh, uh, in positions of influence and power i just think it's so shallow and i think that, that what mskr brings is is this incredible grassroots momentum of hugely thoughtful people and one of the things that's interesting is when we start to talk about something that's more particular or more policy related in education or in governance or we start talking about some of the the ways in which we can try and change things like laws etc one of the accusations that occasionally comes is that oh well you you guys don't understand this as well as we do when we're close to it it's like I would be so honest in saying that myself and, and the team that are in the leadership team of MSKR, but also most of the members, if, if we don't understand it, it's because it's not very easy to understand. It's not through lack of trying. I mean, you might feel free to accuse me of not being smart enough. That's absolutely fine. I'm certainly not that academic. But generally speaking, when it comes to the membership and the leadership team that's in MSKR, if we don't understand something as well as we need to to pass comment on, then it's not through lack of trying. And therefore, there's a communication error there from from often the people that are accusing us of not understanding it. So, you know, that's the sort of thing we keep encountering. And I don't mind encountering it. You know, it's not a problem, but it's definitely something that we're better together on. You know, we need to club together. Um, and so what I'm going to be doing tonight, which is interesting, is that we've got a thinking in public event about advanced practice and first contact. And sort of it's a bit bit more niche than we used to de delving into. Um, but it's something that is really relevant because it's sort of uh, pathway management in MSK and, and who's best suited to it and what professions get excluded and what don't and and how we uh, what we should aspire to in terms of what the core values are of MSK care. And I'll be paying attention intently to a panel discussion tonight. And then in summary, which I haven't prepared my summary because I need to pay attention to the panel to then talk about what is it about those things that get discussed that MSKR should leave alone? What should MSKR do? What should MSKR give the opportunity for its membership to do? So how do we kind of appropriately collect a uh, create a collective voice or a collective statement or how do we facilitate our members to engage with those things so we can enact positive change where are things getting where are things going wrong which are positive things that we can support this incredible amount of brilliant work that's being done especially on the infrastructure side around that topic how can MSKR best support and bolster that you know, there's a, there's a place sometimes to be disruptive, but there are also places when someone and something has been done that's really good. How can we best support that and throw our weight behind it, whatever weight we have? Uh, but the act of us being just a, a, a small and soft power organization that, that packs a punch, um, we want to maximize that value. And it's something that needs to be, I always argue, on a policy by policy, issue by issue, category by category method. Um, rather than just railing against something or shaking a fist, let's be accurate, let's be polished. And uh, I think we're getting that, we're doing that very well. We're finding our feet. It's been incredibly challenging. I sort of wish we'd have pulled his finger out and done it a year before. And then, yeah, you know, we'd have been in a really good position to be more helpful in COVID, but also have the infrastructure and also the sort of financial security of having existed for more than a couple of months before the world got rocked because there's a lot of, uh, 
lot of wasted discussion in many ways through no fault of anyone's but you know we were never going to be doing what we were planning to do in order to generate revenue into the into the organization and also then leveraging that revenue to improve our exposure for our members and to be we want to be measured on our ability to enact what we've done um according to the policies that we're promoting you know how close how much closer are we to actually changing what we suggested we should change and how are we going to do that so we've been we've got action groups now in every single category of the manifesto that are working towards how we can implement the policies that we've talked about and a good example of that is that we've got a patient facing website if you don't know about it already go to mskr.info mskr.info into your browser is a patient facing website for translated materials that you can send your patient for whatever msk issue they may have physical or mental health problems that they may have you send them there they click on a body part it's a really brilliant website that we developed with iprs in order to raise standards so because there's a massive frustration that our members had that there was such a massive diversity across the internet of quality you might have some good advice might have some poor advice might have some dangerous advice and so having the ability to say to patients confidently, you go to mskr.info, you're going to be able to trust that source and it's going to be updated as the evidence improves as well as our thinking improves as to how we apply that. And so, yeah, we've done uh, done some great things and that's another good example of it. So we had the Rehab Recruits campaign, success in many ways, uh, failure in others in terms of our ability to then get that through, which you know, I don't know how much we can be blamed for that, but we tried. Then you had the Thinking in Public Stream full day conference, thousands of people talking policy and moving things forward. And we know there's been some tangible actions to that that have moved our policies forward because of discussions that were had so publicly and frankly. And then the third thing then more obvious is that an MSKR.info website of which patients are enjoying the fruits of, uh, of, of quality educational advice uh, at a time where everyone needed it. You know, people were seeing less healthcare professionals and needing a, a resource they could trust. And we were able to produce MSKR.info to help them do that and so absolutely over the moon to have been able to do it and, uh, and to really influence lots of patients and, and lots of therapists and so if you're interested in what we're doing and you uh, want to hear more then go to the website mskreform.org.uk or tune in tonight if you've got a ticket or keep an eye out and we'll try and get that video uh, recording out there as, as quickly as we can especially to members it's only 10 pound a month to join and we're going to be packing a serious punch we're also going to have an audio book of the manifesto so if you don't fancy reading it but you do fancy listening to it uh, then we will uh, the audio book is going to be available it's going to be donations so essentially it's going to be free if you if you you know don't want to pay for it but it, similarly it's a, as i said a non-profit organization if you can spare us a few quid then it'd be much appreciated the sort of charity and non-profit sector has suffered as everyone has and so we've just basically got the manifesto audio book that's going to be available for mp3 download yes you can get it for free if you want but then equally if you could chuck us a few quid for it that would be valuable um similarly people could donate and some people donated when they booked tickets for tonight so we really appreciate that that's uh, that's lovely so if you've got any further questions then speak now or forever hold your peace because we've only got a few more minutes but hopefully i'll see some of you tonight or pay attention to when we get the recording out there it is a year um, since we incorporated MSK reform and launched it and launched the manifesto, um, massive disruption to all things healthcare. Um, on review of the policies amongst the associate directors, it's been fascinating to see uh, the way in which we look at the uh, processes and the way in which we we, we policies and thought that we might need to really change them in accordance to the brave new landscape that we see but actually because we were on first principles a lot of the time they seem to have stood the test of time and if anything those things we think would have protected the msk industry from what other disruption that's occurred 
had it have been implemented and now the time is now whilst things are so disrupted that maybe the change is actually not just necessary but probably easier for us to do um, whilst the the chessboard is up in the air we can hopefully place the pieces more accurately where they should be really lovely question here from ellen reese i wonder if that's the same ellen reese that's been rather thoughtful and brilliant on twitter recently so if it is thank you ellen she said is mskr aimed at reform across the home nations as health is devolved absolutely the most important thing to say about about that is that these are first principle processes on uh, on MSKR, and so we've had lots of people internationally as well as across all the home nations um, that that feel that these are all applicable. There are some particulars um, with regards to sort of the governance pieces that might differ, uh, and so you could well get that if we got our our way and the CQC started to appropriately regulate all physiotherapy, um, it may well be that that Scotland or Wales might opt out of that, but we. When MSKR speaks to, we propose that CQC regulate physiotherapy more appropriately by monitoring. Then we speak to to the whole, all the home nations. And yes, we had um, we had contributors to the manifesto for reform across the home nations. So I hope that answers your question, Alan. There may well be, and you can give me examples, no doubt, if there there may be policies there that are more applicable, or you might even look at it and think, well, that that is actually being done by law in Scotland, Wales, whatever it might be. I imagine Wales, according to your name. But uh, uh, yeah, thank you, Alan, for that question. It's a, it's a good one and, and one that we need to always keep an eye on, you know, um, or more, more accurately, if it, if we're going to be speaking directly to um, one particular nation, we will say as much. Um, we've had a great engagement across the home nations and a couple of Nor Northern Irish, Irish physios that have been central to everything we've done. But because it's first principles thinking, we've actually found that a lot of what we're talking about is being taken up in other countries, which is fantastic. So um, yeah, we've been we've been fascinated there. It's granted it's, it's a bit UK centric um, for various reasons when we're talking about the details of what it means to be, etc. But it, as far as I'm aware, it's really applicable across the whole nations, including Wales, of course. I, I did guess right on the name, and thank you for that. Welsh flag emoji for finishes off. Uh, Gemma's uh, clearly on this, which is that she's suggesting hair's on point today. Uh, one of her favourite things to banter my hair, and I can only assume she's joking because my hair's always terrible, and it should be. It's consistent. It's a calling card. The boy band spikes are part of my character, my identity, and, uh, and yeah, they're not going anywhere until I lose my hair, which is uh, certainly not... Uh, won't be long until that falls out but yeah more hair banter here i assume from anna but anyway i'm over time now one minute past i always keep to time thank you as ever for your time today appreciate your comments and questions join us tonight if you've got a ticket if you don't uh, then keep an eye out for the recording uh, appreciate you all and uh, i will see you next week for more chewing it over i've got some great guests on next week including some more american politics on Woo! that's spicy wasn't it earlier this week right lovely speak to you soon have a good weekend